Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And today we're specifically doing an episode on finding your career pathway. And I am so excited to have Francois Grayson here with me. And you guys, I met her the other week and it's one of those people that you run into and you're just like, Oh my goodness, I want to become her. So Francois, thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for having me, Katiana. You're so kind to say that. You're so (laughs) sweet. (laughs) It's like totally the truth. Mm -hmm. I met her and I was just like, she is so smart and bubbly. So I want to introduce your background so people kind of know who you are and where I was like, Whoa, this girl knows what she's talking about. <laughs> but okay, Francois, you have a you're right now the director of communications outreach at the Division of Securities in Utah, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, that's amazing. So that's part of the Utah Department of Commerce. And that mm-hmm. that is a smart person job, people. So on this podcast, <laughs> you're in good hands. Like we are so excited for Francois to be here. But you got your MBA in finance and political science. The two parts, right? So um, in undergrad, I was finance and political science um, mm-hmm. for my for my uh, majors. And then, yes, I have an MBA as well. Mm-hmm. And you also have a JD, right? right. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so your education is just like, you are the whole package. Like, <laughs> you've got it all. That's kind to say. <laughs> like, I am so excited just to hear from you. Uh, you have so many diverse degrees. Mm-hmm. You're so smart. And I think... What I was so impressed with is you're also so approachable and so kind. So I feel like you are using the degrees to better a community Mm -hmm. because you are also just a warm person. So I'm just excited to jump in today with your career pathway and giving us just insights on how you got here and how we Mm -hmm. can kind of think about that in our lives. But we have to know first, Francois. Are you a pizza person or spaghetti? Um, I love both, but I would probably choose spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it like spaghetti with meatballs or like you are, you're the pasta and the sauce and the cheese and we're good. I can do either. I love the meatballs and I also love the other way. I mm-hmm. think generally we probably cook it without the meatballs, um, but I'll, I'll eat both. Okay. okay. So you're cooking. So are you more of like, we're going to eat spaghetti at home and we're really good chefs? or are you like no no my favorite restaurant is xyz no i love to cook so uh, my husband and i we mostly cook um every day and sometimes we'll eat out but we'll usually cook oh my goodness mm-hmm. see all the reasons why i want to be you that's the next thing i need to do i'm like i need to figure out this cooking thing so, mm-hmm. okay we are so excited to have our fabulous Francois here, also a spaghetti lover, so everyone knows now. <laughs> so we just want to kind of jump into our conversation just saying, okay, how did you even figure out what career you wanted to pursue? Because that's kind of the big question. You have diverse degrees. Right. Coming out of your degree and going is, that's that's a big thing. Sure. No, no, no problem, of course. Um, I think it's mostly when I was younger, my parents, they sort of instilled in me this strong sense of... I'll say moral code and and responsibility and accountability for my actions. My dad, he was actually a preacher and most of my childhood was spent in the church. (laughs) Uh, So that was sort of my frame of reference in life. Uh Um, 
And so it was important for me to always try to do the right things and to be fair and, and balanced in life, um, including um, with any of the decisions that I made. So I knew I wanted to pursue a career that was that incorporated this strong sense of purpose and contribution to society. And I know that sounds cliche, but that is really kind of the foundation of how I went about pursuing a career. That's not cliche to me. I just admire <laughs> that. I'm like, wow, that is that that's just a beautiful childhood, too. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of that upbringing that brought you to your career path. So how did you transition from this sense of strong knowing who you were and morality? How did you take that and say, okay, did you look at different majors and be like, is that a major that aligns with that? Right. Yeah, it was mostly, um, so my parents, they actually homeschooled my sisters and I when mm-hmm. uh, we were growing up in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, my mom, she actually, she wasn't a teacher and she didn't have any formal training to teach us. And so in the early 90s, I think especially, it wasn't as popular to homeschool and there weren't as many formal homeschool curriculums, I guess I'd say, to base our lessons on. So most of our lessons were based on life interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she she taught me how to read when I was four years old, and we used mm-hmm. this program called Hooked on Phonics. And I remember specifically going to vote with her and her showing us how to cast a ballot and, and telling us how important it was for um, specifically for us to engage in civic responsibility and interactions. And at the time, I think I was about four or five. And then mm-hmm. we would go to the grocery store every um, week and she, I, she'd show us how to balance the checkbook. And we'd have like a budget of 20 to $40, which back then went a long way <laughs> for groceries. With inflation now, we're like, oh, I know. <laughs> I remember when gas was 50 cents. So that, that was, oh, we've come a long way since then. We wish. Um, but we'd have all these different kind of life interactions. And that's how she incorporated that into our um our teaching lessons. And so I think I understood from that interaction with my parents, just that education and civic participation and finance, all those were super important um, to be a well-functioning adult, I guess I'd say. So in high school, I started really exploring my interest in civic participation and that kind of continued throughout college. And when I was in college, I joined a bunch of political and business and humanitarian organizations. And that's where I really started to focus my career interests. And I majored in political science. We mentioned that earlier in, in finance. Um, and then, you know, I, I was in college. I was the president for the pre-law society and SGA. So I was really deliberate about my career path and, and what I was interested in pretty early on. Um, and I know some folks aren't. But for me, I, I sort of already developed that at, a, at an early age. And then once I graduated um, from college, it was really in the middle of the financial crisis in 2010. And so I was pretty fortunate to still land a job in finance. And I was a licensed securities professional with a firm um, back east. So after a few years working in the financial industry, I went to law school, which was always the plan. But I I wanted some career experience prior to that. And so it was Mm -hmm. during law school that I, I took a bunch of securities courses and I interned with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and then after law school was when I landed the job with the Utah Division of Securities. That's amazing to me. So did you like that time? You took time in between law school and mm-hmm. and graduating with your undergrad to have experience. Do you think that also helped you solidify that, yes, you're on the right path? Mm-hmm. 
I absolutely agree with that um, because for me, again, I, I I think I was going more the political route when I was un, in undergrad, and so I started off with just the political science track. Really enjoyed it and loved it, and I think it was my parents, my mom, you know, again going with that idea of having. Um, making sure that you have you're a full functioning adult um mm-hmm. so my mom was like maybe you should also add something in business and so that, that's when i tacked on the finance uh-huh. major. and i'm so glad that i listened because it did kind of guide a little bit more uh what my journey was going to be after undergrad but yeah i, I think working in the financial industry did solidify um, and kind of guide my direction after law school, what sort of law I wanted to practice, which is how I, I sort of ended up in, in financial regulation. That's amazing to me. And I know you said your mom was in an official educator's role, mm-hmm. but I want to give her like an honorary doctorate in teaching <laughs> because like, holy cow, just seeing mm-hmm. how this affected you and how she taught, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want her to be my teacher. <laughs> she She's sounds just so an educator. She, she is. Um, yeah, and it was really funny. And I think our homeschooling, it kind of evolved a little bit more as we got into high school and we were able mm-hmm. to use other more established established curriculums but mm-hmm. early on it was just her coming up with a lesson program and and us sort of charging full force ahead with that <laughs> oh you know that's a two-way road too like she's an amazing educator and you also had to have the ambition and the willingness and humility to listen. So I just, I, I wish I had like a video documentary of your life growing up so we could all kind of pattern our, our childhoods after that. So when in 30 years I'm a parent, I could be like, oh, okay, this is like how we do it. Because that just sounds amazing to me. And yeah. what an incredible upbringing that did shape your career pathway. Mm-hmm. I also want to know, because Sometimes we hear stories where like, oh, whoa, they had the most amazing career pathway, but normally there's bumps along the way. (laughs) And so I want to know if you found roadblocks as you've gone to your professional career Mm -hmm. and how have you overcome them? Sure. I I think that's important. Um, For me, it was mostly the challenge of finding the direction on how to attend college and how to attend law school and, and what jobs I could land in fields like finance and law and government. Mm-hmm. My parents, they were amazing. Um, they built an awesome foundation for my sisters and I. But growing up, neither one of them at that time had graduated from college. They have mm-hmm. since done that. But like I mentioned, my mom, she she didn't have any formal um, educational training to be able to teach us. And so and we also we didn't have the funds to prepare for college or to pay for college or really to even understand how to navigate the FAFSA process. <laughs> and so a lot of it was trial and error, honestly. I didn't have um, a lot of mentors or examples of folks who attended law school or did an MBA program or anything like that growing up. So I wasn't really sure how to do it. Uh, my older sister, she was more the test subject for all of us on how to go to college and how to get a job after that. Mm-hmm. And we sort of followed and um, her lead and her example. So I, I would say overall, it was just the know-how since we didn't have um, an example of these particular career paths in finance or in law, for instance. That's so interesting. And we're grateful for older siblings. <laughs> I have an older sister too. I'm like, oh yes. I, I, I want to keep talking about this idea. We're going to have a moment that we're going to give to our sponsors. Okay. And then I want to return back to your overcoming these blocks because it's fascinating to me. So here's a moment for our sponsors. 
I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the Money Master course to your cart, and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu edu and finding the money master course under the finance category then using the code katie ann k-a-t-i-e-a-n-n with no spaces to claim your 40 dollar discount and free course at checkout so let's master our money together okay we're so excited to be back <laughs> france what you just are sharing with us right now about the roadblocks that you have overcome with your professional career and that first big mm-hmm. one was finances and you said a lot of it was kind of trial and error how did you get the motivation or or drive to be like okay well, i'm just going to research this was it always instilled in you it was and anyone who knows me will tell you that i will research a thing to death <laughs> you have plan a b and c and everything uh-huh. in between um so yeah for me i i've always been a researcher i've always tried to figure out the information even if i didn't necessarily have the guidance to be able to do it but you know my mom again she taught us how to read at four and that was kind of the foundation go and figure out how to do it go and read something go and ask someone Um, and see if we can try to get something accomplished. Do you think that skill of researching and kind of you figuring it out has translated into your professional career as well? Absolutely. A a lot of my work, especially with the division, um, I've been in various roles there as an examiner, an investigator, an analyst. And of course, most of that role is, is researching, writing, reading, comprehension, Um, being able to find the facts and sort of apply it to a situation and be able to critically think to it. So absolutely, that was foundational for me. Mm, I love it. That gives me hope of like, okay, my time looking at how to do FAFSA will serve me in the future because it can be like, that can be a big, that's a huge hurdle, you know? Did you find any other hurdles along the way? So you had this big, that's a huge, that figuring out how to get into college and not really having someone ahead of you. That, that's mm-hmm. huge. What other hurdles have you had to overcome? Mm-hmm. I would say um, maybe overcoming um, how to feel confident, mm-hmm. um, being comfortable in my own skin and not feeling like an imposter. Uh, my parents, again, they instilled sort of a strong sense of self-worth in my sisters and I, and mm-hmm. not arrogance or entitlement, but that I should feel com- comfortable and confident in my skin and that Mm -hmm. I'm worthy and that people don't sort of determine my value or worth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think still as an African-American woman engaging predominantly in a white male profession, Mm -hmm. um, like finance and law, I initially sort of had to give myself this pep talk. And so it was a pep talk to overcome any idea that um, I should be intimidated or being uncomfortable, being the only person in the room that looked like me. And I think the pep talk was really just, you know, I've worked hard to get where I am. Don't, you know, think and act as if I know everything and be okay and comfortable with saying, hey, I don't know, but I can go figure out the answer and research mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think just personally for me, again, it's, it's not from an, an arrogant standpoint, but 
you know, don't feel as if I owe anyone an explanation as to why I am where I am, because mm-hmm. I think the sort of my work ethic and my credentials speak for themselves. And, you know, I can only control me and my response. Um, so I think initially just sort of getting over the confidence barrier, barrier of feeling as if I was an imposter or that I didn't belong somewhere that I think that that was also challenging for me. I, I, this pep talk that you wrote down, I'm like, I want to write it word for word for me too. But I can't even imagine um, walking into your position. I'm sure there's times you feel like, okay, like I am the only one in here. Um, and I'm so glad you are in there because meeting you and knowing your expertise, I'm like, oh, we need you so much. You're so kind, Kitty. Oh, Thank you. It's just the truth. And I, um, how who helped you write this this like confidence booster Mm -hmm. did it how did you write that Mm -hmm. and it really does it it goes back to my parents again they Mm -hmm. and even with my sister so I have an older sister and I have a younger Mm -hmm. sister I'm the middle child (laughs) all only about a year and a half apart so my parents they had all three of us I think by the age they were 25 so we were sort of all growing up together and learning together I always always tell people that um, my parents they've been together since they were, I think, 17. And I think they were married at 19 and 20. So they've been together for a while. And and I think having us so young, we sort of grew up with them. We saw and, and learned a lot of things that maybe sometimes parents don't share with their children. And I think it was really important for my parents to make sure, especially with amongst my sisters, sometimes you, you hear that siblings don't get along. My sisters and I were very close. We get along very well. There's never, never been any sort of sibling rivalries or anything along those lines. And so I think that was all sort of a part of the package with my parents of saying, look, you're, you're someone, you should have your own sense of self-worth, work hard for what you're looking to accomplish, be deliberate about your goals. Um, and, I, and I think that's really what built that foundation of being comfortable in my own skin and who mm-hmm. I am. I, that is so cool. Did they talk about this frequently? Like every day they'd kind of be like, okay, give you a pep talk. Is that where that came from? Or was no. it their example and their mm-hmm. patterns? I think, you know, when maybe we had, uh, when we were presented with something that may have been a challenge, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it was based on um, us, our ability to do something, that I had to learn how to do and the challenges of just learning something new mm-hmm. or um, again, just being an African-American woman in a certain space um, or uh, just understanding life and maybe the things that I, I'd have to face that I hadn't yet faced, just being intelligent and disciplined about how we go about trying to solve those issues. So I wouldn't say it was just sort of an everyday occurrence, but just as we were presented with those different um, challenges in life, this is how you sort of go about trying to fix those. Mm. I think it's beautiful that you also said that your parents allowed you to kind of be in their space of growing up with them. Mm-hmm. There, There's learning that happens there. And, and to hear from your story of how much, like so much of your life mm-hmm. has come from that. And so I am just like, this is, I'm still in the vote for a documentary. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I wish we could go back and film your whole childhood because I'm, I'm all for this documentary. Um, and I, I kind of want to just know too, because you've, you've developed passions over the years and your dreams have evolved in your career. So how did you find, you had these passions fairly early on and kind of evolved them into dreams. How did that process happen? And sure. when did you kind of pick those passions up? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say career passions it, it, it more. I mean, it's de- developed over time, and I think mm-hmm. mostly it was sort of start, sort of started in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, I'm I'm passionate about fairness and balance and civic duty and representation, and mm-hmm. most importantly, my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to be a responsible contribution to society. Um, so while I've worked pretty hard to build my professional resume, so to speak. It's also been equally important for me to have a pretty big supportive team around me. And so my family, they're incredibly influential in my life decisions. And so for me, pursuing a career, it's, it's never um, superseded their place in my life. It's never per se been about finances or mm-hmm. uh, prestige or what position does it occupy to kind of put me in the front, um, the forefront and center. I think I wanted to always make sure that whatever I pursued was going to be in furtherance of sort of a larger belief and benefit to society and have this sort of positive utility and, and impact. Um, so that that's kind of the culmination of everything that um, kind of pushes me full forward ahead. <laughs> that is like so beautiful in that system. And I have to go back and honor you too. I think to have a support system, we can honor the amazing people in your family who have been in your life. But on the other side, like this is a two end, there's two ends of the stick like that. Mm-hmm. That also says a lot about you and who you are and the kind of family member you are and community, community mm-hmm. member you are too, that you have put in time, passion and effort to keep that in your life. And mm-hmm. I, we just need more of you. And like, and I'm like, oh man, like, can we just clone you and put you everywhere? No. Or like, we just want, I just want all your family members to live right next to me. <laughs> I just, that is so important. Mm-hmm. I also want to know too of kind of what you are a motivated person and what mm-hmm. has kept you going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me is going back to what my passions are and what, um, what motivates me. Mm-hmm. Um, my family motivates me. And I keep saying that. I know I keep saying that, but it, it's a really big, important piece for me. Um, you know, I have parents and sisters and a husband and a, a niece and nephews. Mm-hmm. And uh, my niece and nephews, they're they're four, six, and eight. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. They're, I know, they're adorable. Yes. And, and they're so incredibly smart. And they're uh-huh. just really emotionally intelligent intelligent. I'm very impressed by them, just watching them grow and develop. I was there for all of their, I think I was in law school for Mm -hmm. most of their births, but I was there for all of uh, when they were born actually in the, the, um, the room. And so I just watched them grow up and it's amazing to watch a little human being grow up, up, but they're, they're such confident little people. And, you know, I can tell that they're going to be phenomenal and just positive contributors to society. And so when I look at things like that, and you're thinking about the next generation ahead of you and what are your contributions going to be and how can you help them? That that's what motivates me. Um, and they're a uh, little Grayson and Kai and Alana, that's their names. And they just crack me up. They have their little iPads. And so they'll call their aunts and their uncles and mom and dad and Nana and Papa on their little, on their little iPads. And it's just always so funny that they can work that stuff. Oh my gosh, I love that. You know, that's so cool too of like, you've watched them be born, grow up and see mm-hmm. this like potential installed in them. I just can't even imagine. I am sure that just also puts in you of like, wow, like <laughs> this is pushing me forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, I just think that's so beautiful. And, you know, I actually love that you talk so much about family because mm-hmm. sometimes nowadays it's like, oh, it's not in movies. It's not in the media. Like we're not right. talking about family enough. And and I also think you've shown to you put effort into yours to make mm-hmm. that a beautiful relationship. And mm-hmm. it's just made me rethink of reprioritizing, making sure that I have the right people in the right place in my life, you know? Exactly. So I'm, I'm so glad. More. Yeah, not it was not cliche at all. It's so I'm I actually so I'm like say it twenty more times. <laughs> like we need to hear it. <laughs> so good. I'm so grateful you've been on with us today. I have just sat here and just enjoyed every single moment. <laughs> and as we're kind of wrapping up our conversation, I want to ask you the question that we always ask on the podcast, and that is, what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? Um, I would say just to be okay with your journey along your way to your destinations. Um, I think prepare yourself for the outcome you'd like to achieve and sort of have the discipline and the, the patience and, and the vision to move beyond your disappointments. And um, just going back to what we said earlier, valuing yourself and, and knowing your self-worth and you know admitting your limitations and not being afraid to say you don't know and to sort of trust your, um, trust your preparation. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that that's, that would be about, about what I would probably tell my younger self. <laughs> I, love that. I feel like it's, I want to write every single line that you just said and have that as my confidence boost talk. Like you had your own. I'm like that, that last little bit that you just said, each one of those like little pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what you said. Trust your preparation uh, that, oh so powerful. I'm just so (laughs) grateful that you come on with us today. I am walking away just even more in awe of you and what you've done. And just so grateful that you've shared your journey here with us. So thank you so much for being on the Full Confidence Head podcast with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kitty. My favorite thing each week is just to listen to the stories of these incredible people on the podcast. They give me confidence in all areas of my life. The Full Confidence Ahead sponsor, Utah Money Moms, has boosted my financial confidence. I remember the first time I heard about them on YouTube, I just found this video about tracking your expenses they had done, and it was so simple and confidence building that I went to their website and started downloading as much material as I could. Make sure you head over to utahmoneymoms.com after this episode to sign up for their free webinars on all financial topics from the basics of budgeting to estate planning. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.